1: Welcome to our podcast I'm Greg
2: and I'm Penny
1: and this is the extraordinary cast a podcast dedicated to the Hulu and Disney Plus show extraordinary created by Emma Moran
2: this episode we're covering season one episode three dead end job written by Emma Moran and directed by Toby McDonald
1: and as far as announcements go we have an announcement with regard to the format of the podcast. Uh, we have noticed that this doesn't necessarily lend itself to uh, a, like a points-based one, like Parkeska has been doing. Uh, so we're just gonna talk about what we fucking want to, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be glorious. Um, I am like, very we, excited
2: about this new plan.
1: Yeah, it's uh, because like we were trying to like figure out points and shit, and it it just doesn't work because like everything skips together, and so we're just gonna talk about the storylines. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, we were talking about, It was like, yeah, this is, this is a good plan because it's just yeah. a fun show and we don't need crazy craziness. All exactly. the crazy. Could I possibly say crazy again? <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe, but maybe later. All right. So, uh, moving on to the summary of the episode. Jen steps in as Carrie's talent manager when a law firm client asks her to moonlight as a deceased country singer, Colt Callahan, with misogynistic lyrics. That's one way to put it. Uh, Giz Lord helps Cash audition wannabe vigilantes and tries to learn how to be human. How did you like this one, Penny?
2: Um, I loved this episode. I felt like it had a lot of like physical humor, uh, more than the verbal wittiness of the first two episodes, but I mean, Luke, Ro- is it Rossler? I think it's Rossler. His performance as Lord the human is, is just so funny. He moves like a cat. He's so like twitchy <laughs> and like hesitant. And his eyes are like the same size as the rest of his head. Like they're huge. Um, I, I find him really fun to watch.
1: I I would agree. Just uh, Lord it was probably my favorite character of this episode, and uh, and his it, you're right his his movements. I didn't think about it um, that way, but I mean, obviously, you know, he's doing things like a cat, and then like in in the uh, in the tag, he was you know he was microchipped oh apparently. God. Okay, his and- name is
2: not whatever i said it's luke rollison rollison roll a son rollison
1: rollison all right rollison all right luke if you're listening which you're probably not because you are being paid to be an actor and not listen to podcasts and they're uh, starting
2: to film season two.
1: Ooh, excellent uh and uh, luke we are very happy with your performance in episode three and honestly just in general yeah he's been a real you star should shave your butt yeah. shave your butt other than that that's all I have the only feedback I have
0: um, um, he seems so those, sweet those, those, <laughs> those
1: are my only notes yeah even in even interviews he does seem he's, he seems really sweet mm-hmm. um, alright so uh, moving on to our our uh, our first storyline um, the, the first storyline um, in general I'm just going to say major storyline is going to be Carrie and Colt Callahan yeah Carrie and Colt Callahan. Uh, what do you have to say about Colt, and Cal- Colt Callahan and Carrie, Penny?
2: Um, I really feel for Carrie. I think she is someone who doesn't know her own value. She's treated like garbage at that law firm, right? Even though she has this ability that nobody else has that is so valuable to the business that they do. They've somehow got her thinking she's like, been cast aside or something. She, did you notice where she was sitting and eating lunch? It's just, like, between two file cabinets. It's,
1: yeah, it wasn't like, even a break room. It's, it's her, her, That's her
2: office. She had, like, a picture of her in cash up and, like, a plant. I think that's her office. It's like, Basically,
1: it's, they are undervaluing the fuck, not only of Carrie, but of Carrie's power. Yeah. Like, there there aren't, you know, a plethora of people who can channel dead like dead people right i feel like they are i I agree with you i feel like they were completely undervaluing um i'm just gonna go with her power initially
2: yeah yeah and she said something Uh, about if is it legal i can do the legal stuff you know like i we don't i don't know what her qualifications are but surely she's got something she can do that's better than sit in the hallway and look sad i mean she really is eager, and she wants to be, a, I guess, a lawyer? I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently she's, I'm, my guess, is a junior associate, um, but it does feel like, the like they are. The system is
2: different. In in England, you have to apprentice, and then, like you get a law degree, and then you apprentice, and then you can become a either a barrister or a, um, I can't remember what the other word is, solicitor. Um,
1: right. Oh, yeah, yeah solicitor.
2: And barristers are the ones who like wear the white wigs and go to court, and solicitors are all the other kinds of lawyers that there are. Um, So she's probably in an apprenticeship period, not a lawyer. So she's like some kind of, you know, assistant or something like that.
1: Anyway, nobody cares. Regardless, I mean, it's not that nobody cares. It's just Mm -hmm. like she's majorly being undervalued. And what Jen said earlier, like this. Uh, you know, this uh, national treasure doesn't open her money pot, which I thought was a funny term to call her mouth. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. open her money pot until, uh, you know, for less than 300. And I was uh, like, that's a really good point. You should start charging that at your at your job. You should be like, yeah. hey, I get that you want me to be a lawyer, but I need some fucking money flat and, out like, some
2: fucking respect you know it's not just about money and they, respect they treat her like she's not even a whole person and you know, she said a couple of times she said you know i'm basically an appliance and then today in this episode she said some they roll me out like i'm a photocopier like it's yeah. hurting her soul um i'm i mean this adventure with colt callahan didn't end particularly well but i hope that carrie really draws some strength from it she stood up for herself even in the face of a lot of money
1: it's it's funny you say that because i was thinking the exact same thing i just i uh i was just very frustrated by the fact that i mean don't get me wrong i probably would have done it i was the gen in this situation i would not have held up for my morals i would have said are you sure you can't do it because three hundred thousand pounds is a lot of money um but uh, I, uh, I was I, I, I identified more with Jen in this particular character, in this particular situation, which doesn't make me feel good. But it, it, you know, that's just it's still the way that it is.
2: Well, Jen is a really um, good friend. I mean, Jen dropped what she was doing. Granted, it was steam cleaning a Margaret Thatcher costume. Um,
1: that was so funny. And she I was... didn't realize it until I was thinking about it a couple hours ago that that she. Wore the Margaret Thar- or Margaret Thatcher costume that she was cleaning, yeah, uh, to the the out out and about. And I was just like, oh, that's why she looked like Margaret Thatcher.
2: Yeah, um, you know, and she got the idea. She's looking at the costume and she says to Carrie on the phone, like, "You need a tough bitch or something like that, that to you know to negotiate for you." And then she's like, "Aha!" Um, yeah,
1: a hard ass. Yeah,
2: yeah. But she showed up for Carrie. She just didn't have follow through like she was out of the room getting her latin, hot latin massage <laughs> that
1: was pretty funny
2: um when carrie kind of needed her and um and she, she you know she pushed her but the money would have been really helpful for both of them i don't know and then in the end jen is really there for her i think i don't think you should judge yourself too harshly if you identify with jen she's a, she's a good person even if she yeah, thinks I, she might be a little racist I,
1: I i don't know if she is a good person um which makes me identify with her a little bit more, which is <laughs> maybe may worse.
2: Yeah, maybe good uh, person is the wrong word. She's a normal person.
1: Yeah, she, I would say she is a, a, an average human. And yeah. if, if I can identify with being an average human, then I maybe if I maybe feel a little bit above Jen, then maybe I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that um, that that entire storyline. Uh, I thought that Carrie, that specifically uh, Sophia Oxen something Oxenham, um, with Oxenham, she was phenomenal as Colt.
2: I agree. Really, like really sold that she was another
1: like person. even even though it wasn't her body, like she was amazing as channeling a completely different person. When she was feeling her tits, I was like, "Like, I'm, I'm, I couldn't even imagine an act, a, a woman doing that to herself." Like the blue eyes, like <laughs> it wasn't the blue eyes; it was the actions of the body, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was so good.
2: And her, her gestures were were slower and wider. She took up more space as a yeah. person. Her body language was completely different. Um, I like the way she sort of. Suddenly became very like mobile when she was singing like like a singer <laughs> right. would. Yeah. You know, Carrie wouldn't do that, but Colt Callahan would. And
1: I, I can uh, I, I can feel the music. Yeah. Yeah. What's she, up? And she sort
2: of leaned over like she was an old guy with a guitar. Hang. I. It, she sold it so well. I was so impressed.
1: Yeah, it was it was very impressive. Um, you know what we didn't do? We didn't do general impressions of this episode. Oh. I.
2: Yeah, we also didn't do humiliation of the week, but
1: to be fair, I didn't. I couldn't find one. I yeah, couldn't this find wasn't a, a very of the week.
2: humiliating. The closest I came was Carrie's sad little office. I found that humiliating.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like there was no like no. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but like no gotcha moment. Yeah. No, like oh god, I can't believe I'm watching this.
2: Yeah, not like last time.
1: How was yeah last time? Last time was, time was, was humiliating. Rough.
2: That was brutal.
1: Um, how was uh, how? What was your impression of this episode?
2: Um, I really liked it. Uh, I am very frustrated by us going week to week because I really want to hit next <laughs> every time I'm watching an episode. But um, uh, I I enjoy these characters more and more. Um, I I'm really like invested in Jen and Carrie right now. Cash, whatever. Um, Baby man, maybe someday he'll grow up. Uh, but just Lord, I hope we get to find a new name for him soon. Is adorable, like, so I so like want to help him learn how to human. He's like, eh, he's so lost.
1: There's so much everything.
2: <laughs> it was like,
1: and I can, I get that. Like, yeah, I totally understand, I can totally appreciate that. Like, oh, I just, I was, I've been away for. <laughs> A long time, and I'm back, and there's just so much everything. I mean, like I, I can totally appreciate that. It, and basically, the woman your was so
2: compassionate. Oh
1: she, my was God, so she was. She nice. was so kind to him. <laughs> she was. She was like. She was the best. She was the one person you want to run into if you have been a cat for three years exactly, and you are yeah. a human and sent to buy tampons. Like yeah. she is the like. You know what? Give her employee of the month because. She yeah. did everything she could for him, and he soaked it up.
2: he did and, He seemed know. really actually joyful when he got back to the apartment right He had that yeah. huge, all those <laughs> bags of tampons and like he you know had a successful adventure in the real world
1: <laughs> and I learned where the clitoris was i mean, yeah. like it, hey, there were all sorts of high points to this
2: the first time um, through, I missed that she gave him a um a brochure about the female the body. Female I missed body, that part. Yeah. So I was like, how does he know where the clitoris is? And then when I saw it <laughs> the second time, I was like, oh, it's all coming together.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, he was absolutely my favorite part of this episode. Carrie, Carrie, or Sophia Oxen, Oxenham's performance was my second, but Gis Lord's story here was, was my favorite. Um, anyway, back to the, the, uh, the general impressions. Like I, this was not an episode that blew me away Mm. uh i i laughed when i was watching it i enjoyed it there were certain parts that uh that i really i really liked, and i really felt uh it felt like i was like oh this really you know i I feel good about this and then there were ever is there was every scene with cash that uh (laughs) any cash centric episode i i i'm like basically pre-inclined to not to i guess disinclined to enjoy
2: yeah well, because he's, he's as,
1: such a knob like he's a
2: feckless loser as jen I mean, said he's basically
1: yeah exactly <laughs> he's everything that jen said and <laughs> it was funny because like that that entire thing was like basically everything that we said on the podcast about yeah. him yeah and it was like oh yeah does he pay rent no who mooches off his girlfriend no yeah yeah no it barely fucks her once a month and uh oh yeah why is she wasting your time or her time with you is...
2: she's a person who undervalues herself right so
1: oh, you know that's a good point
2: carrie has like all of a sudden i'm way more interested in carrie's arc than i am in mm-hmm. jen's arc because i can i can understand you know when you're young you don't know what you're worth and you know carrie thinks that cash is like good enough for her he's just not and she thinks this job is good enough for her.
1: I, I feel like she's going to realize what she can do and what her value is. And that she's going to appreciate Cash because he loved her before the value. Like, And maybe I'm completely off, but like that seems like... And it'd be great if they subvert my expectations and, you know, do something different, but that's the way that it feels that it's going to go. And,
2: and cash uh, might it, have some growth as well. Like he might figure out. I hope
1: stuff. so. Oh my God. Do I hope so? Jesus.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, good God. This guy is just like, he's the worst. He's not the worst. Cause cash.
2: he's, he is a sweetheart. Okay. Like he's is sweet. He? He's, he's genuinely sweet. Like,
1: Okay, he, he had crook masseur. Like, he, he had that... He had oh, that yeah, right, that was but, really
2: cute. But, um, like, he was willing to do all kinds of crazy shit to help Jen, right? Last week, he was all in. He dressed like a fucking terrorist. <laughs> he gonna
1: be, gonna be an IRA member. Yeah. It's, um, like, I
2: yeah,
1: get and, it, but...
2: And, like, he's cute. I, I get the attraction. Um, I just hope that any young women out there will not support their feckless loser boyfriends. It's okay to be attracted to a, like, cutie pie who's aimless in life, but don't let him move in with you.
1: Yeah, don't let him move in with you, or make him pay rent, Mm -hmm. um, or make him get a job, or literally anything. I mean, don't get me wrong, plan D. uh, (laughs) Probably worth something, but... uh, yeah so anyway all right so Mm -hmm. past our general so i i actually watched this show and i was like this was probably my least favorite episode not because it's less focused on jen but because i didn't have any of those like laugh out loud moments you didn't um well i may have but i don't remember them offhand maybe because i was looking for a humiliating moment of the week oh Um, maybe yeah but because the second time i absolutely was like what am i looking for what's that
2: for me, there was one really big belly laugh moment. and oh, what it's was when, that? It's when Jizzlord says to Cash, well, you're going to have people here. I know you wanted some snacks, so here you go. And he hands drops a dead pigeon in his hands.
1: <laughs> I thought of you <laughs> when that happened. I was like, this is Benny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's this a cat. Is that's a what pixel. a cat would do. Like, yep.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Look, I brought mouse. you a dead mouse. Um, I
1: absolutely was like, Oh, Penny will appreciate this.
2: Yeah, it killed me. And then Cash just, just like, ah! And then did you notice he just kicked it like under the couch or something? Yeah, like, he, he didn't actually it the get couch, rid of it. Yeah, that's gonna smell yeah, really like... bad really fast.
1: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs>
2: and how did Just Lord catch the pigeon? We don't know. Like, yeah. did he go outside and like grab it with his right. hands? Like, I <laughs> I really want to know. <laughs>
1: Bre- break his neck and uh, then, all right, here you go. Um. But yeah, so uh, all right. So the rest of um, of Carrie's storyline is that we realize that they are going to pay her three hundred thousand pounds.
2: <laughs> That's a lot of money. Three
1: hundred thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. That's probably about four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, maybe a little bit less than that. Maybe like three fifty, but. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. To compromise morals. Um, um And uh, it, it, there were some really, really funny ep- like the, the the lyrics that they change. <laughs> it um, so funny. Like it I was I was like, Oh yeah, we're in the back of my truck and then we we're about to have consensual sex.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Oh all right. Well, I guess we'll keep going then. And the- <laughs> The last line, the, the one that broke the camel's back, and then I licked her out. Like, what? <laughs> what? No, no, I'm not lick her out. That's no. that's nasty, Maggie. You know, you changed my lyrics. I didn't write this. You know, Maggie, I love you, but that's nasty. I wouldn't lick you out. I, I I feel like they could have been a little bit more creative in the words to make them at least rhyme. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it was I mean it, the reaction and again Carrie's like Sophia Oxum's uh performance was phenomenal. She's so good. Um and like, maybe it's just the blue eyes the blue eyes turn on, right? Yeah. Like, she's been she's been she's amazing. Um and then <laughs> the Jens like, oh it's not too bad." So, no, I mean, sure, this, we could salvage it. Oh. <laughs> i think there's a market yeah there's a market oh she was jen was not the focus of this episode and i think that's why we didn't have like more humiliating moments yeah uh that like that that scene in particular where she's like oh (laughs) we couldn't get uh, we don't have a miniature horse available well then you will arrive with a regular size horse or we walk
2: Oh, yeah. And or and that we get to look at through right. the wrong end of a telescope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I
1: was, I was like, well, you will bring that or we walk. Uh, I really was, wanted to see the
2: writer weird. that she wrote out by hand and was mm-hmm. so neat. I'm like, I could My handwriting wouldn't look that good. Um, I mean, I,
1: I figure if you were like making an effort, I, I imagine you could write it out pretty nicely. But
2: I've tried to make things look nice <laughs> in writing and never make it to the end of the page. It's always like... Blah, 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 blah. Humorously enough, though, when I was in high school, I was the person who filled out all the like certificates and everything for my church because I could sort of do calligraphy, but it was like fake calligraphy, but it, mm. it was good enough for that. It was
1: like yeah. cursive? No,
2: nah, it was like fancy printing.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um,
2: But I just I don't have that neatness in me anymore.
1: I get that. So... And I don't mean to pass yeah. over that, but uh, yeah. So so Carrie, you know, Carrie ends up uh, not taking the money and going away and walking away, and Jen's like, "Oh no, I should say that I'm proud of you for standing up for you believe in." Oh God, you're not going to say it. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> and she's like. Like we could have had three hundred that oh it causes me physical pain when you say the words. So don't say it. Don't, <laughs> don't say, say, the, say word.
2: the amount. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that. It's a lot of fucking money.
1: Yeah, that oh. is that is a lot of money. Especially for people who are probably paying somewhere in the range of like seven hundred to a thousand pounds a month in rent. Yeah. For a for a flat in London. And like that's like three years worth of nope it's like 30 years worth of rent. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could buy a flat. I could buy a hull. Ho- I could go on holiday.
2: Yeah. It's so s- sad, but I remember being that broke where it was like right. my big vacations were taking the Peter Pan bus to New York City for the weekend and staying on friends' couches. Like the cheapest vacation I'm, in the world.
1: Like, I mean, to me that sounds awesome. Like I mean, that's I had me. a lot of
2: fun, but uh yeah. It's right. not the same as going to, like, Club Med or Europe or something.
1: Right. That's that's very true. Um. um all right. Go ahead. Uh,
2: what was I going to say about the change in the lyrics and the money? Oh, I, I wanted to go back to Jen's handwritten uh, tech writer and the business <laughs> card. I really enjoyed that whole interchange about she's that like, oh, we, we do the personal. We have a personal touch. She's, like, quick on her feet, Jen. I, I really respect that.
1: She is very much... Uh, she, she does have a, a quick wit about her and I think that's one of the things that appeals to me uh, even if it's not necessarily the best um, like the best excuse or the best reason or whatever like she still she has something and then she stands by it mm-hmm. whatever, however ridiculous it may be this was my idea I've said it and uh, here it is yeah she commits <laughs> yeah um, alright so I think and, I mean, we'll cover, you know, the extra stuff that we missed in notes. But, all right, so now we get to my least favorite storyline, Cash. I know. And his group of vigilantes. Um, this I'd was say a least favorite. pretty like, there good some...
2: sequence. Come on.
1: There were. But, but Cash specifically just irritates the shit out of me. And I think it's because I like Carrie so much. mm mm-hmm. um, Cash is collecting all of these, you know, he's interviewing people for their superpowers or powers, because some of them are not necessarily super. (laughs) Um, But uh, so the the ones that we see are, you know, someone can summon uh, sea creatures. Uh, They can't do anything, but he can summon them. Uh, You can phase through solid objects. Sort of. You can turn sort i mean you can phase into them not necessarily phase out (laughs) um you can turn anything into a pdf i didn't quite get that like a refrigerator anything like a person anything and he's like i'm like did you change people into pdfs are you a A serial killer
2: yeah yeah and then Cash like, is like, How did you get in the flat? <laughs> yeah. Um when he walked in the room, I noticed on second watch, Gizzlord immediately contracted all of his limbs into like a little cluster. <laughs> he was afraid of PDF guy immediately. It was great. It was good instincts. It,
1: PDF guy was pretty creepy anyway. Like he yeah. was just like look like look, looking around like very creepily. Uh no no thanks, buddy. Uh thanks. Appreciate it. But uh uh, you have Magnet Girl, um, you have Laser Eyes, which was a funny little cat sequence. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, that immensely. You th- 3D Printer Ass, um, <laughs> and Super Speed. So we only saw these seven, and four of them made it in, um, but the only ones who didn't were uh, PDF guy who was a creep, um, Magnet Girl in Laser Eyes, and I could have used with a little bit of diversity in yeah. in this uh, super like Magnet Girl. You know what? Maybe, maybe you 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 say, hey, you know, we'll give you a shot and see what use you are. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just guess who would have known where the clitoris was?
2: Yeah, Magnet Girl.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, like. You've got a bunch of guys who aren't getting laid and uh, try, don't know anything about the the human body, or excuse me, the female body. And uh, I mean, uh, she—I feel like she would have provided some pretty decent. It just, I thought it was really misogynistic of, of of Cash to not at least include one woman. I think in that group,
2: she was the one out of all of them that had her life the most together. You could just tell by the look of her. I think Cash mm-hmm. didn't want anybody else to be in charge. This is his thing. And he could tell like she wasn't going to put up with his fucking nonsense. So he could only recruit <laughs> other feckless losers to this that's, dumb group.
1: That, that's a that's actually a really good point. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. Her power wasn't necessarily like overpowering.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say the only real quote unquote superpower here uh, would have been the super speed guy. And man, that guy was a douche.
2: Yeah, he's oh, uh, now he's the yeah, worst.
1: He was, yeah, <laughs> uh, we didn't The fact learn that his Cash name. feels he needs to, yeah. yeah, I, I don't think we did. The fact that Cash feels he needs to compete with him, mm-hmm. I literally have a note that just says Cash sucks, <laughs> um, and then meeting, and I'm assuming that was meeting of the vigilantes, but
2: uh, who, who immediately descended into chaos, arguing about. Who they were going to save and who they were going to fight against.
1: Yeah. And the children versus, I did really, I really did not understand what was going on. Children versus nonces. I was like, you are know, like, well, wouldn't we be protecting the children from the nonces? Well, if we have to choose I'm like, I, I don't understand what this chart is now. I, I think I it like was we've...
2: like a bracket, you know, standard bracketed <laughs> competition, but. One side was who they fight against, and the other side was who they fight for. But then children and nonces shouldn't be on the same side.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I mean, and nonces are like pedos, right? They're like pedophiles? I,
2: I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I shouldn't Maybe that they're,
1: Maybe it's gay people. I don't know. Maybe that's. Oh, okay. no.
2: They can't be homophobic on this show. It's too progressive. That would really upset me. Let's let's Google nonce.
1: Wait, what do you mean what's progress? I mean The show true- is so good. Oh, the show is progressive. Okay, got yeah. it. Um I mean don't get me wrong, it's cash. Oh yeah. So Sexual
2: like- offender, rapist, or child molester. So
1: you okay? right. All right. So okay. All right. So yeah, that, that, I mean that's what because like the nonces would be after the the, the, children, after the children. So we're protecting <laughs> they shouldn't be fighting each other. Um uh, yeah. but uh I don't know why you would be... Maybe that's where it was. It was like maybe in the same side, like in the Mm -hmm. same bracket level. Like It'd be like up here is like the top is like people were defending and then the bottom is people were fighting. But then it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, like I said, I didn't really understand the brackets. Um, And I didn't pause it to go back to write down what they were. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so we we start with the interviews and we see all of the people um, and then we get to all the Feckless Losers that he i mean that and then we we get to the <laughs> the what if they're very grateful that we escorted them across the street or escorted them home oh we're talking about them <laughs> fucking us right no, no no we do not have sex with people we protect well what if they if they wanted to give us some money oh that's just tipping that's fine <laughs> wait what is going on <laughs>
2: He's defining an ethics of vigilantism I appreciate it it's good to know where the line is because I think some of those dudes were already across it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um like Seb really was hoping to meet some cute girls and have sex with them this way
1: oh god like I mean I guess maybe you could pretty thrint or wow 3d print a giant Dildo, and that would mm-hmm. give them more than you've got. I don't know. Like yeah, I, mm. I'm trying to figure out how to how 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 to make that guy more uh, not shitty. But uh, I mean, he wasn't nearly as creepy as Super Speed Guy was. Yeah. Or PDF Guy. PDF Guy. I think you're right. I think yeah. he's a serial killer. But um, yeah. So uh, so I did think that the whole. I, I did laugh during, as a you know mid forties male who knows where the clitoris is. Mm. I did think it was really funny to uh, <laughs> to, to watch a, some people in the early twenties uh, arguing over, and by people I mean feckless losers, uh, arguing over that they know more about the you know female anatomy than than the other. Oh my god! Uh, or that one. I have four sisters. I have a mother. So do I. I have a girlfriend. Do you? I win 3-2. You,
0: <laughs> I was
2: like, what? Why is
1: this a competition? What What is going on?
2: And no, you don't. You don't win. Neither of you win.
1: At this point, no one wins cash because you are cash.
2: All of you and are losers. The whole room, full of losers. You know who
1: wins? Jizzlord. Jizzlord yeah. wins. Jizzlord is the sweetest. Um, uh, yeah, so then... The, the the fact that it, oh it's right here giant right there that's what i was going to say yep giant circle
2: <laughs>
1: um and then did uh, you
2: notice that the second marker the one that um our printer guy uh pooped out um they were it was wrapped in a bunch of toilet paper and they were holding it by the toilet paper
1: I didn't notice that. I didn't realize that he actually produced one. Because um, <laughs> at first they only had really a black funny. marker. Yeah. Oh, I thought they had the red one. I did. You know what? I don't think I figured that out. I don't think I recognized that. But that's a really good point. Um, I mean, I guess they had to, to get the red one to make the red. Um, I, you know what? Thank you. That was an excellent callback to like three minutes extra before in the episode.
2: Yeah, with um, the little army guy.
1: Like yeah. Why? Uh, why
2: was that what they chose?
1: Yeah, I, I thought he said it had to be aerodynamic. Yeah. Um, that was not aerodynamic at yeah. all.
2: No. Mm.
1: But anyway, um, all right. So uh, now moving on to the last storyline, and by the last storyline, I mean the one that I care about the most, Jizzlord. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I did think. That some of the lines in the cold open were pretty funny, um, where where he's trying to open the can with the can opener, and Carrie's like, "Should we help him? Oh, thumbs are hard. <laughs> give, give him a little. Let's see what happens."
2: And how he and like then, tried oh, to sneak up on the can the way a yeah, cat would, like
1: it was a it was a very cat like <laughs> a very cat esque uh, cold open. And then Cash is like, it's broken. And both Carrie and, and Jen are like, mm hmm, okay.
2: Well, I thought the look on Carrie's face was like, yes, honey, it was broken. And Jen's <laughs> and, was more and like, Jen was like, Give me a man,
1: break. you are horrible. such a
2: loser. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, so that's, you know, and then we have uh, him, then we have just Lord kind of tagging along with Cash for his interviews. And obviously, you know, laser eyes and him chasing the laser was was very funny um and then his trip to the chemist was i mean basically it's imagine if you have been inside for years and then you have to go out and identify things that you don't remember being there oh wait all of us have because we went through the pandemic yeah um but we had some sort of memory about it beforehand like, when we went out for the first time and we actually, like, were exposed to all of these things uh, that are, you know, hey, the first time I went to go buy tampons for my wife, because it wasn't for my girlfriend, it was for my wife, um, I was like, man, there are a lot of choices here. Yeah. Like, a lot. It's not like one brand and then, like, light flow, medium flow, heavy flow, whatever. It's like... All the choices, period, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that that you know young young preteen or teen girls that go through this for the first time need for someone to help them because yeah. it is it, like you you can't just go figure this out on your own. Uh, I mean, Penny, you would have a better idea than I would, um, but uh, uh, yeah. like, I you need help for this. It's and
2: it's overwhelming enough putting aside the choice of product. Um, Just the whole experience is very overwhelming and weird. You're like, this is going to happen to my body, like for the rest of my life. Like it's so weird. Um,
1: I I can. Yeah, no, I can totally appreciate that. I I can't empathize because I have no idea how that feels, but I can appreciate it.
2: It It is really fucking weird. Um, I had a a good friend in college who spent her semester abroad in Nepal. And when she came back, um, she, we, she came back to campus uh, and there was still like a few weeks left in the semester. And so she like was just hanging out in the dorms with all of us. And we went to the grocery store and she had like a full panic attack. Like just the, the number of things to buy, the variety of it, the shininess of all of it, the sort of like sterility of an American grocery store. She like could not handle it. She was freaking out. Um, Wow it was amazing it was really amazing uh and i've had that experience too when i've been um like in europe and then i come back to the u.s and i go first it's the grocery store and like target are the worst (laughs) you you walk into those places and it's like nobody needs all this shit like it's (laughs) oh my god um it yeah it's overwhelming
1: yeah I, i i mean again I am an American through and through, so I am used to excess, but uh, I can, I can see how that would be definitely disorienting. And especially my dad spent uh, a number of years in Russia uh, working overseas. And he would talk about like the meals that they had. And it would be like a chicken would feed a family for, you would be provide protein for like three days. Yeah. I'm like, Uh, me. Well, I could probably eat an entire chicken by myself, and be probably be like, hmm, some potatoes. That that, that'd probably go pretty well with this. He'd be like, oh no, they had plenty of potatoes, but uh, not really. But like, they had to go pick up their meat from the market. I'm like, wow. Like, oh, you only get this amount of meat per family. It's like, holy shit. It makes me one appreciate what i have and to go wow are we not doing anything to help these people or i mean i guess we we can't necessarily but it's just it's very very uh kind of mind-blowing as to like the the lack of availability of those items in places that are not our gluttonous america
2: yeah it's it's amazing to me the difference in living standards in different parts of the world and um, also, the amount of plastic that Americans use every day—it's just disgusting. All right, this is a happy podcast. We're going to talk about happy stuff. Oh, all right,
1: happy things. Happy all right, things. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so yeah, Jizzlord is is very funny. Um, um. And she was—he—he was, he, he was uh, uh, probably the, the highlight of my episode outside of Carrie, specifically yeah. Sophia's performance because Carrie was a little bit sad, but. Um, but the performance was phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I loved her as Colt Callahan. I was just so impressed. I kept rewinding it and being like, look at how <laughs> she's changed her shoulder placement. And like, like just, oh, it was great. Um, it makes
1: me wonder, it makes me wonder if like the there was directing or there was like training or if she's just really like, like she's well-trained in that. Or if like, you know, if you go do, martial arts on a film like you go get a number of months of training in order to accomplish it or whatever and i wonder if if she's just like oh like for this character you need to completely change your posture or you can need to completely change your point of view or whatever because and you have to do it several times for every character
2: It must have been part of the audition process right they must have been like this character channels other personalities and so she probably prepared a couple if i were gonna try to like pretend to be a dead country star i would watch videos of like you know country stars and uh and mimic them until i came up you know i would try like you know well, this is how Johnny Cash holds his guitar and this is how Willie Nelson holds his guitar and this is how this person moves when they're singing and, and then just sort of construct something. That's how an actor would go about putting together a performance. It's just incredibly impressive because she presents as Carrie as this like meek, you know, sweet girl and then she has these this ability within her to be these other personas. It's It's cool. The contrast is what makes it so good
1: speaking of dead country stars uh the valerie that she was initially channeling like oh what's what's whitney houston up to these days and i was like that's really funny and we don't have two carries
2: for you to have a duet with yeah Yeah. that's
1: exactly that was that i thought that was a really really fun introduction to 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 carry this this episode
2: yeah something about Um, in that scene something about her she was like taller than she usually is (laughs) <laughs> like
1: she, she was... was very she was very straight-backed yeah, so valerie like... i feel like was very haughty yeah. and you know very much full of herself i sold out this place five nights in a row and yeah. you know like, again uh, just just again just very very uh the breadth of acting uh, and I noticed it more on the second because I basically just get the first time I watch it, I just literally just get absorbed into whatever the characters are doing. Oh yeah. And I mean, except for cash, then I check my phone. Then, uh, but other than that, I, uh, I I'm really just <laughs> like, oh, what are they doing now? Um, but okay, so I think that's all the the storylines that we really had. Um, um
2: I uh, wanted to just bring up. There's the scene where um, Jen has just insulted the customer by correctly um, implying that she has been um, pegging her husband, while dressed as Margaret Thatcher, and she has that meeting with the manager, and the manager's like, a- "You Angela, can't, yeah. Angela, and right, you can't imply that a customer is, you know, pegging her husband as Margaret Thatcher." And Jen's like, "Of course she is," and and, the, and like, "Of course she is," but you can't say it. Um, and then she says, you know, Jen, I'm not sure you're cut out for customer service, but you're a, you're cut out to be a manager. You have just the right amount of hatred of other people. You yeah. never you, miss a bad break. You hate people just
1: enough. Just yeah. enough.
2: <laughs> um, and you can have my job when I die. And I flashback to so many times in my life that I've been at some shit job that I could not wait to get out of and had somebody tell me that... I really had what it took to maybe in five or ten years be a manager at that job. And I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. It's like the most depressing thing you can hear is for somebody to be like, you know, you fit in really well with us here at Loser Inc. Like, no, it's a temp job. Uh, like, oh, my God. I've I've never so, left places so fast as when they've told me <laughs> I fit in.
1: So, so I thank you for reminding me, yeah. but the actress who plays Angela was amazing. Like, maybe not as good as Carrie, but amazing. Like, she sold being an... She acted exactly as a mid-50s woman, you know, d- divorcee who is a manager of a shop, would, And, like, the, for a young girl to be saying those lines with the conviction of a... A middle-aged woman like I was like that is so impressive and I hope that we see this young girl again because she is amazing
2: yeah she is really selling it like I fully believe she's in her 50s and a smoker yep. like fully <laughs> Um and that she's... I didn't even
1: think about the fact that, you know, maybe, like, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl is holding a, a cigarette. <laughs> like, constantly. She always has it.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and she's wearing those huge, tacky-ass earrings and, like, oh, she's so funny. Um, every character on the show, really, is funny. Even the loser brigade that auditioned for Cash. Like, like that guy Seb, the look on his face when he was summoning the fish from the ocean. And that they were all waiting for her for so long was so funny. Um, and the fact that he just, like, broke their window, like, doesn't give a fuck. And then they didn't seem to give a fuck about that either. Yeah, I don't
1: no know. One, no one really cared. I mean, Carrie's going to pay for it. So, you know, yeah, know, whatever. Ugh.
2: Ugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're just uh, – I, I wonder if, like, Emma Moran knows all these people. And she was like, ah, oh, like – does she write characters for specific actors? Like I don't know any of so, the behind-the-scenes stuff at all about this show.
1: Yeah, that so that that reminds me of Can't Hardly Wait because like I watched the movie Can't <laughs> Hardly Wait. It came out in 1998. It's a funny and movie. That that was a year after I graduated from high school, and I was like, literally, all of these people could be people that I knew in high school. If I had had the idea to write a, a movie about a senior year of high school, these are the people I would have stereotypically written about, and it was—I mean, I was just like, "Man, this is," and I could totally see. Oh, there's the, you know, the uh, the undervalued best friend, and there's the self-centered main character, and there's the loser boyfriend, and. There's the, the manager who just is just encouraging you to do what you do because, you know, we want you to feel included. And,
2: uh,
1: yeah, like this, I, I could totally see where, like, every one of these people, and the, all you have to do is add a power to them. Yeah. And it could be a bullshit power, and it doesn't matter.
2: In fact, the worse, the better.
1: Yeah. The the more pointless, the better. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. um, um it, It's all pretty fantastic. Uh I noticed, oh, well, I guess this is more of a note. Note away. All right. Um, When Carrie is outside, and I can't remember now if she was taking a smoke break or just taking a break. I don't remember her smoking, so I think she was just taking a break. There was a sticker on the wall behind her that said, powers aren't real. And I was thinking back to last week, the posters that said, you know, stop mind trespassing and... um, I just I feel like there's a building something in the background that we're going to encounter later about this like anti-power movement or something like that.
1: Um, I hope so. Like yeah. we're only I'm doing me wrong. We're only 3 episodes in, but I mean out of 8, like we're almost halfway through and I would love for there to be something kind of overarching. Like Jin's con- Jin's story didn't really continue. Mm-hmm. It was just I mean, she did say, "Hey, I'm saving up for the clinic."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: uh because you know my last week's DIY didn't really work very well <laughs> um but other than that it's like this is just kind of almost like a day in the life yeah yeah sure there's the the loser brigade but um other than that this is just it, this is and and that was kind of my initial impression of the of the episode just kind of like okay you know things happened and uh we're just kind of witnessing the way life is and that's actually kind of cool
2: yeah not every episode has to move the, the, the one big plot forward. Um, right. And Jen may never get a power, right? Uh,
1: I really hope that, like, on the final episode, she gets a power. And maybe it's not... I, I can't figure out if I want it to be amazing or...
2: Or lame. Like,
1: <laughs> or lame, yeah. yeah. That I, I, can't, I can't figure out what I want because I just... I'm really looking forward to the rest of this.
2: Yeah, I the show is really fun. Um, in Carrie's sad little not in office, uh, there were signs on the wall that said, um, electronic powers will short-circuit the fuse. Please use manually. Thank you. <laughs> and um, notice, power-related injury in the workplace is the responsibility of the employee. Um, hmm. It's just uh, exactly the kind of thing you would see a, up in an office. Like, you know, don't use your power to microwave fish in the office microwave or whatever. <laughs> um, Ugh. Ugh.
1: Sharing. Why would you do that?
2: It's a it's a notorious problem in offices that somebody will like make something smelly and then everyone else has to live with it in their uh, workspace.
1: I, I understand. I still yeah. don't understand why you would do that. You're like, I know that this is this smells disgusting. But,
2: Sometimes uh, you own yourself and you throw your sushi trash in the trash in your own office and then you go to a meeting and you come back and it smells really bad and then you have to uh deal with it um
1: immediately remove it
2: yeah it's pretty gross uh the worst though is burnt popcorn burnt popcorn in the microwave like the entire building smells bad for days um (laughs) But anyway, yeah, the, the notices just cracked me up because I've seen so many, like, of those, like, printed signs up in offices that are like, the, this printer jams if you use legal-sized paper in it. Don't use legal-sized paper. Like, you know, whoever yeah. keeps stealing my ranch dressing, I, I put, you know, something gross in it or something like that dumb notes passive aggressive notes there's actually a whole website <laughs> passiveaggressivenotes.com that's just all examples of notes that are like you know to the person who keeps stealing my yogurt or whatever um so yeah that was the only stuff i noticed in the background that i thought was really funny oh the store next door to where they live to their flat it's like a pawn shop or something and underneath the name which was something unremarkable it it says cash and carry and i was like oh that's their names like oh cash and like
1: C A R R Y.
2: yeah like it's a i think it's oh. a pawn shop so it's like cash oh and it's carry. like
1: the pawn shop yeah, yeah and i'm
2: like but that's their names. oh
1: that's really funny yeah
2: i thought it was cute
1: that's oh that's yeah that is cute all right you have any notes um, any other notes
2: Uh, We talked about Jizlord being microchipped, right? (laughs) Um, That's so exciting. I can't wait to see what his microchip reveals. Uh, um, And the pigeon thing. Uh, I just want to say the line um, that uh, Jizzlord says to Cash Jen says you're doing it because you're a feckless loser who sponges off his girlfriends. And uh, this nostalgic imitation of virility gives you the illusion of control over your emasculated, directionless existence. But I don't really know what any of that means. (laughs) Is it good? (laughs) And then he sits down and Cash sits down and has his arms in a particular way and just Lord like picks up a pen and imitates him. It's just this yeah, really subtle that, body humor. That, oh.
1: that was really good. Yeah, I, I keep flashing back to Carrie feeling herself up.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Just laughing so hard. Oh, my God. And Jen moment.
2: taping something on her hands and calling them shame mitts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: the shame mitts will come off when you stop grabbing. things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so funny. my
2: God. The this shame-mits. is what I'm talking about. Like, I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, you know
1: what? Actually, I do want to mention the tampon. The the tampon game at the end, which I I did think it was cute. Really creative. the fact that they came in. uh, It was his idea. I love it. It was my idea. (laughs) Fuck you, Cash. (laughs) Eat a giant dick. (laughs) All right. You have anything else for now?
2: Um, Well, just at the end of that scene... The closing song comes on and the main lyric is, all I want in life is a little bit of love to take the pain away. And I, I just feel like that's a applicable Aww. lyric to most people.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Speaking of song lyrics, I did uh, I went to school and I got the big D. Yeah,
2: that was a good one
1: <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> yeah,
2: the music on the show is fantastic. I got to look and see if there's like a playlist or something. I don't usually use Spotify, but I'll look for one.
1: Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the songs are very much like spoken word songs. Yeah. As opposed to singing. And I'm digging it.
2: Yeah. Really enjoying the soundtrack. Oh, and the clothes. Some more great outfits this episode. Not just the Margaret Thatcher (laughs) costume, but Carrie was wearing like a rust colored corduroy suit. Yeah. And she looked hot. I'm I thought she looked like some kind of like seventies, like hippie. Janis Joplin singer chick. yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All
1: right. We'll stay with us. There's more to come. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Uh, so now we are moving into extraordinary news. Penny?
2: This show is really hard to Google because the word extraordinary is everywhere. Um, and also most of the articles are really spoilery. But I found one that the first part of it wasn't spoilery. So I've input that here. It's unmashable. It was put up on February 2nd. If anybody wants to go read the rest of the article, they're not worried about being spoiled. Uh, title, The Best Bit of Extraordinary is that everyone's kind of crap at being superpowered. People suck at flying and managing super strength, and we love it, by Shannon Connellan. So you've got superpowers, you can walk through walls, trouble is, your butt's still stuck on the other side, and you're not wearing any underwear. Created by Emma Moran, Extraordinary shares a narrative setup with Disney's Encanto, but on a global, cynical, grown-up scale. When people turn 18 in this reality, they receive a superpower. Oftentimes, it's hereditary, meaning you might get the same power as one of your parents, but it can also be random. Alas, our protagonist, Mirabelle, Jen, played by Marae Tyres, hasn't discovered her power yet, despite seven years of trying. However, she's not the only one having trouble. The superpowered around her seem to be quite crap at figuring out their abilities, too. As Mashable's Caitlin Welsh writes in her review, the powers in this world aren't a grand metaphor, just another thing people have to deal with now. They're a gift for some people, a burden for others, and a complicated cocktail of both for most. In the same way, in real life, superpowers like being incredibly smart or conventionally attractive or super tall can be. And it's this level of flawed humanity that makes this unconventional superhero show truly extraordinary. Classic superpowers like flying, super strength, telekinesis, and time bending are covered in the series, but there's also some more niche, inconvenient powers in the mix. But the trouble is, unlike Encanto's family Madrigal, who are instantly able to have deep conversations with all animals, make perfect flowers bloom, and lift a heap of unexpecting donkeys upon receiving their powers, in Extraordinary, most people seem to be quite rubbish at using their superpowers, and it is gloriously human. And then the next paragraph started to be super spoilery, so I didn't uh, paste it into the agenda. <laughs> that uh,
1: <laughs> that that basically sums up uh, our last couple of hours of podcast. So uh, yeah. yes, it it is it is very it is very encanto-ish, um and very adult, and I'm here for it.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't love it more. It's really
1: funny. Now we're moving into our listener feedback section. Thank you for everybody who posted some stuff. Uh, but uh, so Steve Barr, does everyone else wonder if we're supposed to read the title as "extraordinary," referring to Jen and her situation of not having a power when everyone else does? That's a good point. I kept like I you might have noticed that I capitalized "ordinary," but it's still one word mm-hmm. um, in the in the like the podcast. But uh, that's 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 a good point, Steve.
0: I go back had not and forth
1: about that, but yeah. I, like when you're typing out extraordinary or extraordinary um it, like it I, I don't really know where you where you cut it off but that's a good point
2: um yeah i uh i say it as extraordinary in my head all the time um mm-hmm. and when the show first came out i actually thought it was extraordinary like i thought. Ordinary was going to be capitalized. But maybe that's because I first heard about the show from you, Greg.
1: Maybe. 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 Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know. I I don't care. I I love it.
2: I think it's like that show Transparent. It's meant to have multiple meanings, and that's the humor of it.
1: Right. Um, And then we have a voicemail from our good friend Steve Brown. Hit it. Hello, the extraordinary
0: cast. I now have a name for your podcast. This is Steve, and this is going to be for episode three. <laughs> Thumbs are tricky. We have established this guy was a guy first, and then he was a cat, right? Not a cat, that became a guy. Hey, I'm a Christian. I'm going to let the whole, I, the only so. one who made a comeback is Jesus. Uh, I'm going to let that slide and just move on.
1: <laughs> wow, cat guy. You can,
0: uh, you can copy and mimic people, but you don't understand what they're saying. Got it. Now you have a broken window. You guys got a rich father, but Hey these auditions were great, just like in Deadpool. Ooh. Uh, Carrie talks about herself in the third person. Steve sometimes talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> you didn't realize he was talking in 100,000s? 300,000 pounds. Did he just kick a dead fish or a dead bird under a couch? That's gonna come back to stink later. Just a general thought here. I have Hulu with no commercials, so it's disturbing when the screen goes black and it just comes right back to the same scene. <laughs> the ethical line in the sand is sex, but it's okay for tips. Not respectful to women or Canadians. (laughs) Oh, she's going to make changes to the lyrics. (laughs) He's going to realize it while he's singing, I'm sure. Of course, the cat knows where the clitoris is. Okay, so the closed captioning calls the guy who's the cat (laughs) lord. (laughs) Oh, is he (laughs) microchipped? Talk to you later.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Um, Yeah, I mean, I call the cat lord. Cat person, man. Man, not yeah, a cat. I mean
1: that's 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 his name.
2: Uh, and they did I say mean, last it's... week that he he had memories before he was a cat that were human memories, but just not. Yeah, clear. He,
1: he was he was definitely. I mean, he was definitely a human and then a cat. Yeah, because
2: there was, was a... child prison, and then sad but money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it still cracks me up. He
2: is he is maybe my favorite character. It's hard to pick.
1: Um, yeah i mean or Car- lord those are those yeah. are those are my top top two
2: they're fantastic uh,
1: all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody
2: and if you'd like to get in touch or find out more about podcastica you can find all of our contact information at podcastica uh, you
1: can Sorry. write it yes.com <laughs> excellent uh you can write in a recorded voice message right there on podcastica.com. Uh, or you, know, you find links to our, our uh, social media pages and other shows. Uh, we also uh, we have now put up a uh, on Facebook.com/podcastica. Uh, we've put up a, a response post for all of the episodes. So if you are watching them, you can go type some crap in—not crap, some of your opinions in—and then uh, and then we'll we'll read them on the podcast, and it'll be, it'll be fun. Um...
2: Maybe uh, send in your suggestions for The Dumbest Powers. I don't know. I'd like to hear what you guys think of. Uh, Some of the other shows on Podcastica right now, uh, there's The Cast of Us, which is covering The Last of Us, a show I am loving. How about you, Greg?
1: Oh, it is so good. It's It's really good.
2: It's really good. Um, And I'm covering uh, Poker Face, which is a mystery show on Peacock. And um, Strange Indeed is back.
1: Strange Indeed is about oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. with you uh season four that came out literally today um which maybe i should watch that and uh i mean i've watched the first three seasons um but maybe i should watch it and give some feedback um that was a a wild creepy uh a, an enjoyable diversion
2: yeah it's a really interesting show uh, if you like what we're doing, hit follow and subscribe. It really helps other listeners to find us. It moves us up in the search results. Um, we also love ratings and reviews. I love reading the reviews. Um, and don't hold back. If you have some ideas or criticism for us, just drop us a line.
1: Yeah. Write a right review, please. Like if, if I say like too much, which by the way, I do um, like, like this, like I just did. Excellent. Uh, if if I say that a lot, you can go ahead and comment on that, and I will work on it, or I won't. But at least I'll know that you guys recognize it. Um, and uh, and next time on this show, we'll be covering season one, episode four, Pet Project. And Penny, if you were able to you know earn three hundred thousand pounds in a day, what would you buy?
2: Oh, Greg, I could buy tender stem broccoli. It's so much more tender.